Welcome to the Extra Point with Sully, Reyes, Jones, and Mr. Buns. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of the Extra Point Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It is your host, Tommy Buns, here as always with the CEO of Bleacher Fan, Jones. And we have a very special guest tonight. Jones co-worker Al is joining us in place of Sully and Reyes. Reyes is out again this week and Sully is out due to a uh, death in the family. So we're all thinking of Sully. We're all here with him. All our thoughts and prayers with him. But the show goes on as always. We have a packed episode for you guys. We're going to talk some NFL we're going to do our, our weekly segments. We're going to bring back the new knee-jerk reaction segment, maybe talk some basketball. And as always, we are going to play fucking trivia at the end of this episode. We are going to do today in sports history, which is more like this week slash two weeks in sports history because it's a dry-ass time of the year. But we are going to kick it off. We are going to talk about something that's a little little bit away still, about uh, six days away. But the best matchup, in my opinion, of the NFL regular season – the Rams versus the Chiefs was supposed to take place in Mexico City. Announced today that due to field conditions, it's been moved to L.A. It was scheduled as a home game for L.A., so they moved it to the Rams stadium. They're going to play at the Coliseum. What do you guys think about this? Highest over-under in NFL history, 63.5 points. I think that's a fucking lock and a half. I think that is the lock of the century. It's just such a daunting number, like any way you slice it. No matter who's on the field, it's just like... Oh my god, that's so many fucking points. <laughs> and anytime you hear like the biggest ever of anything, you like you got to be you got to be like hey, I'm going to stay away from that. Oh no, contrary my friend, my friend. No, we did an article. So, all right, so I'm Al by the way. What's up everybody? So, Casey and I work together at the Duel, right? And we we write about all the different bets and, you know, uh, fantasy angles of this game. So I did see a stat today on Twitter that said there were 10 games, I guess, that were in the 57 and a half range, and all of them covered by an average of 10 points. So, look, I think the two teams, obviously the Chiefs, you know, they run a fast-tempo offense. The Rams coming right back at them. I'm just glad it's not being played in Mexico. Now we got American turf for this one. You know, we're not going to see anybody slipping and breaking an ankle or anything like that. Yeah, that's all I fucking needed was a Todd Gurley ACL in, in Week 11. Right. Yeah, well, they were saying today that the the Rams and the Chiefs were both saying that if the game was played in Mexico, they were just going to sit everybody. They weren't even going to risk anyone getting hurt, which, I mean, the Chiefs really – the Chiefs need a win in this game because the Chargers win this week. They're only a game back. Ooh. Yeah, the Chargers back in the Quiet winners of six straight. God, yeah, the Chargers it. are on fire, one of the hottest teams in the league right now. So the Chiefs really need to play and win this game. So sitting everyone wasn't going to work. And, I mean, as far as the NFL is concerned – they don't want these guys to sit. They needed to do something to fix this to make sure that this was going to be the premier matchup of not only the week, but the season. I mean, yeah, that was probably the deciding factor because you figure that new, the news came out about them not playing or threatening not to play in like the early afternoon, maybe like two or three o'clock. And then by what, four, four thirty, there was, or five, they had called it. Was it was moved to LA, yeah. Yeah. 
I just want to know who's handling the refunds. Like, how, how do refunds work? If you already oh, bought tickets right. yeah. for Azteca, which is a great soccer stadium, by the way, but it's also kind of crazy how high it is up in the sky. Like, the Rams, I think, they went to Colorado Springs this week. Yeah. And, you know, you just think about the altitude. But some, I heard somebody talking about it today on the radio, just the fact that it's just such a bad condition. Like, it's great that football is going to be in Mexico, but for the, for the guys that will actually be in the game – I mean, it's a, it's an absolute laborious drag, and then you got the nine and one against nine and one, ready to go, man. Let's put this thing in L.A. Glad they're yeah. doing it. Yeah, like even Denver's only Denver's exactly a mile above sea level, or that's what it's listed at. Right. And even uh, Mexico City's like another two thousand feet yeah, up. That's a that's, it's like that's a whole another level stadium. Yeah. The uh, are you trying to say I a whole new city Patriots- in the sky? <laughs> a whole new city in the sky is yes, that what you're trying exactly, to say yes that'd be some magical type of shit right there <laughs> i don't know we're good we're back yeah we're i mean that, that, yeah that that stadium there's definitely been some uh good matchups there for sure though in the past few years i think what last year was the patriots raiders that was a pretty good matchup yep, last yep. year yeah that turned out they to be just, a decent game the year before i think was the patriots too mm, there have been a couple there but yeah yeah but there's been some good games played down there, so you know it sucks. I wonder why the Raiders that. aren't playing this year. Like I figured that was like their, you know, the they're Lions on Thanksgiving. Like they always, they always just played that, or the Jaguars in London. Right, right, right. You know, I yeah, mean, yeah. like let's be honest, the Raiders have a huge Hispanic fan base. They do. So, and yeah. I mean, it's not like that'll, you know, obviously they're they're grandfathering in a lot of fans, but it's not. I doubt that'll change entirely. A lot when they move to Vegas. Well, let's let's not give fault to the schedule makers because we do have this amazing matchup right in front of our eyes. And guess what? It worked out for the best. I'm sorry oh, yeah. that Azteca didn't get their game, but guess what? I think you know seeing two nine and one teams go head to head against each other. And look, it's gonna be it, a better. Match. It really is the true litmus test of where the NFL is now as a whole. I think, like for me now, don't everybody hold your laughter. I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. So I need, like, I need this game to show Bucks management, yo, this is the future. This is what we got to do. And basically, if you're not doing this in the NFL, you're behind already. So I love it. Yeah, these are two teams that are the two probably most young, exciting teams in the Hell league. Hell yeah. I mean, you have you have the Steelers look great, but the Steelers have been the Steelers for 10 years. The Patriots, a competitor, they've been the Patriots for however long. Right now, you have the Chiefs who were a good first half of the season team for the past four or five years. But now they've figured out how to put a full season together. They're still killing it yeah. through weekend. They're they're a force. The Rams, young coach in the Rams, young team in the Rams. It's, the future is bright for these two. So I don't I don't think this will be the last time we see a a top tier matchup like this between the two teams. Not even this season. Not, Not even, even this season. season. I I was saying that today. I was saying that this is you know this is probably aside from maybe the Saints getting there. This is probably the Super Bowl matchup. Sure. especially because it's most likely going to go through Arrowhead Stadium. And that's such an interesting point you bring up, too. So the Rams, if they they lose this game, they're going to be a game behind the Saints. Saints already got the head-to-head win against them. So this is really big. This is really big. big. Very big game. Very, very big game. Rest of the way is going to be tough because I don't see the Saints really losing another game. Now, I, I hope the next topic is more NFL because we, we had something today. What was it? Nine nine of the 13 games this season. Or I'm sorry, nine of the 13 games this week. Uh, they are the, the team's records are either equal or within one win of each other. Yeah, this actually yeah, this looks like a great, great yeah, slate. Only... Last week was kind of lacking. 
Last yeah. week ended up. I mean, the best game of the week was probably the uh, Monday night game. Yeah, <laughs> probably the most exciting game this week was probably that game. Yeah, I mean this. I mean, this, this the Seahawks Rams was good too, but this That's week's true. looking to be awesome. But there was what there was three or four double digit point spreads last week, and now this year, or this week, the, there's only two that are a touchdown or more, and they're Ooh. seven and a half. It's seven and seven and a half. Yeah, I was going to look at them today. I and like then I think four. I think four of them, four or five, are a field goal or less. But I, and I tell you what, too, all you survivor pool people, if you made it this far, you're a wizard. But if you're in like buyback uh, leagues or anything like that, this is by far the hardest week of any of them out there. Like it is truly insane. Like yeah. just how even a lot of these teams are. Obviously, just adding on to it with with uh, what you guys were saying about the lines and everything. But just I, I have a feeling we're going to see probably the best week of football. And it's really uh, a pretty. Uh major week for a lot of teams i mean you still have the uh nfc east is still up for grabs the afc south the afc north the nfc north all those divisions anyone can win yeah. those divisions still yeah. giants no back in the mix the yeah giants <laughs> the are back in the mix to win that division yeah and they got <laughs> the bu- they got the bucks this week so they're looking yeah, they're pretty favored. good they're, they're looking pretty good i mean could we see another seven and nine division winner get into the playoffs oh man i think we could i think we could see it in more than one division yeah <laughs> All right, sure. It's gonna be it's crazy, but I mean the the play, the playoff outlook. There's a lot of teams still in the mix. I think there's 11 teams in the AFC that can still make the playoffs. I was looking at today. Oof. I mean the Browns too, with one win, kept their playoff yeah. hopes alive. They could still win a wild card. Oh. That division, I think the Steelers are probably gonna run away with that because I mean they're they they're a fucking freight train right now. They're they're unbelievable. I don't know if anyone's gonna be able to stop them. I don't want to play them in three weeks. I'll yeah, tell you that. No. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want the Patriots to play them in three Especially weeks. Especially after what they look like. Yeah. Oh, God. NFL. Was... NFL is just just in such an amazing spot right now. It really is. It's been. It's oh, been what a time to be been alive! Glued, <laughs> been glued to the TV. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like any other matchups you guys want to talk about this week? I mean, there's the. Uh, Obviously, we talked about the Saints, Ram, the Saints, Chiefs. No, the Rams, Chiefs. Jesus Christ, I don't even know what I'm talking about now. Then the uh, the Seahawks, Packers Thursday night. That should be a pretty decent, pretty yeah, decent. That's match another one. It's only two and a uh, half. yeah, two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, you got Packers the, uh, are getting them too. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, on the road, so I'm. Mean, I know, like, but it's in like Seattle. A, it's, in it's Seattle, got all the, it's got all the mix of a trap game. It's got all the ingredients. Yeah, can we? That's an interesting game, right? So, uh, you gotta love what the NFL did to the Packers, right? So, in a stretch of five games, they had what the Rams, what the um, Patriots, Patriots. This the uh, the Dolphins game. Then on a Thursday night, you gotta go to Seattle. Are you kidding me? Like that's yeah. just and such then a the week look. after they gotta go to Minnesota. Yeah, so they're like, thanks NFL, much appreciated. But yeah, that's just a really bad spot for them. They're, Again, they're two and one on that on that stretch so far, right? Ah, yes, one and two. Yeah, they lost to the Patriots. They lost to the then... Patriots, but who who they play? Before? Oh no, they lost to the Rams. So one and two. Oh yeah, one and two. Oh, two. Right? Yeah, that's yeah, just a really bad spot. Them. And also too, NFC North this weekend. You got uh, Minnesota at Chicago on Sunday night. That's a really good game there as well. Yeah. So a lot going on in the NFC North. Oh man, this is just I so love much the. Good. Uh, the uh, AFC South matchup this week between the Colts and the Titans. That is a nice Titan, one. Titans getting two points on the road. I'd take that. That's two teams. I feel like game. every team in that division you can't get a beat on. Like every every nope. week they're they're completely different. 
Yeah, no, it's so true. I mean, the Titans put two good weeks together, though. They gave it to the Cowboys pretty good, and obviously they smoked the Patriots. This they week. and not only, and don't forget about uh, right before their bye week in London against the Chargers. They were a one point loss. They went for the two point conversion there at the end, right? You yeah, know, so that's there. another that's tough right. game oh, that yeah. they played. So. I mean, they're putting together some pretty good football at the right time, which is nice. Um, yeah, it's amazing what Indy, like, Indy hasn't allowed Andrew Luck to get sacked uh, for, what, the last four games? Yeah. I yeah. mean, who the hell would have saw that coming? Andrew yeah. Luck, quietly, the I think the seventh or eighth ranked fantasy quarterback in the NFL this year. Yeah. And I remember the, um, two or three they, weeks yeah, of the year, they were like, hey, I don't know if he's ever going to be the same. Like, oh, he looks pretty damn good. I tell yeah, you what, he got off to a really slow insane. start, but what yeah. a what a last couple of weeks, man. Good for him, especially you know. And and again, let's keep it in the AFC South. I uh, the most fascinating story of the week to me was uh, Jalen Ramsey basically going rogue on the Jags defense. Apparently, the, all the Jags are doing their calls and everything, and Ramsey's like, "Nah, I'm doing man coverage," and that's why a couple there were a couple long <laughs> oh, plays yeah. for the Colts last week. So I think that's a very underrated thing. You're probably going to see Jalen Ramsey like he had a couple. Well, first of all, let me finish the one thought where Jalen Ramsey could be somewhere else next season, but he had that tweet, what was it, today or the other day, where basically, like, he had a checklist of, I guess, things that he was doing, and the only one that wasn't checked was remain a Jaguar for life. Yeah, it was, uh, he, uh... That's he was amazing. Like saying, that was, someone wrote an article about him, and he was like checking, or fact-checking, and he, like, blurred out everything but remain a Jaguar for life. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, I didn't see that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. See, these, are, like, these, are, the things, these are the kind of things that you get at dadool.com, everyone. <laughs> that's that's where it's at. Oh, man. That's uh, the AFC South, too, though. They have uh, not an AFC South matchup, but another team there, the Jags. Mm-hmm. That dumpster fire of an organization right now. They got the Steelers coming to town. Little revenge. They are five-point underdogs at home. I'm taking Ooh. the Steelers with the points all day. Wait, the Steelers are getting five? No, no, no. No, the Jaguars are getting five at home against the Steelers. Wow. Oh, okay. Wow. I did not yeah. see this. That's, yeah. a, that's definitely I'm going to have to investigate game. this here real quick. Yeah, over-under is 47.5, and the Steelers are five-point favorites. Well, here's some, all right. one thing I will say, just you know, from knowing the betting landscape and everything, and especially DFS, because you know, that's where I've worked like the last four or five years. But Roethlisberger, and well, it starts with Roethlisberger, but the Steelers on the road are a much different team. They're just not the same team. Now, they had a couple good games, one against the Buccaneers, whatever. Everybody does that shit, all right? Um, you know, but there were a couple other ones. But again, historically, Roethlisberger just not a good quarterback on the road. So that's kind of why you see the production dip off from like Antonio Brown or somebody like that. I'll trust oh, yeah. the Steelers all day at home. However... Look, if the Jags, look, if they're going to do it, they got to do it now. So I think, you know, sometimes the most dangerous team in the league is the most desperate team, you know, and this could be a team that just goes balls to the wall. But I think you're giving a a really good defense like the Jags five points, uh, especially at home, too. I think, I don't know. I got to like Jacksonville in this one. Yeah, that's like a, I might, I might have to lean on that, lean on Jacksonville at home, you know. It's our uh, our resident Steeler fan at Bleacher Fan, Tony, has been saying that Jacksonville, this is personal. This is personal. Uh-huh. The Steelers are coming back for what happened to them in the divisional round last year. That is and true. And then he said, also, they're coming for the Patriots, too, for what happened last year in the regular season when that touchdown got called yeah. back. And then when oh, the interception yeah. in the end zone to win the game. That was – 
the Steelers have some scores to settle, and I'm telling See, you, I'm nervous. Yo, that I'm was nervous for that. Matchup. That was that was like that was extra bullshit that call. Uh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. that was to me, regardless of the catch rule. Obviously, this year that would have been a touchdown because of the changes in the rule. Right. But last year, regardless of uh, going into the end zone, is completely different. The, yeah, all that's is cross the plane. Yeah, the second that ball touches the plane, the play's over. It's a touchdown. The play's over. Nothing after that matters. And that was clearly the case, and that's why it was. That's why I thought that was a real robbery for the Steelers because that wasn't like a Des Bryant where he he came down on the three four yard line and it was right. you know there was actual argument you know based on the rule like that's a dead ball as soon as it touches the plane and that's why I never understood yeah, that. The Patriots were gifted that one for yeah. sure. I was just <laughs> they like they made that call to decide a game like maybe like in the first quarter the second quarter but to decide a game. Right. You cannot make that call. Yeah. And, I mean, they did have another stab at it. It ended up being an interception, obviously, but nah, I still – Momentum I, it was the, as a crushed at that, that point. That was the wrong call. That was the nah. wrong call there. I can admit that. But, well, you know, we digress. Yeah, and cheat, now we move on to Patriots, our so. Bleacher Bookie Best Bets of the Week. Oh, yes. Sorry, Dave. Didn't hear anything you just said there. <laughs> Fox right over BSN. I didn't even hear it. I didn't even hear it. I said the cheating Patriots. <laughs> Cheating Patriots, so I'm glad I didn't fucking hear what you had to say. All right, I will start you guys off with my pick of the week. My pick of the week is going to be the Carolina Panthers to bounce back against the Lions. They're minus three and a half on the road. I'm going to buy the half point, get it at minus three. That's my spread of the week, Carolina minus three. And then I'm going to take for my over-under, I am going to ride the Saints over 54 and a half against the the Eagles. I think the Eagles are good for maybe 20 points, and the Saints are a powerhouse right now, especially at home. I think this is going to be another high-scoring game from them. So Saints, uh, Eagles, over 54 and a half. I like it. Go ahead. All right. Well, I've been advocating this one all day, all yesterday, but as soon as I saw the line, I absolutely loved it. It's probably going to shock a lot of people, but the Raiders plus four at Arizona this week. So, the one, the one thing that I look at here, I guess, with the Raiders is just that they could probably use a game away from home right now. Typically, a team that's like one in, you know, whatever the hell they are, you know, you want to get away from home. You want to get away from the screams of all the different fans, you know, just coming at you and everything like that. I think that this is a very winnable game. We know the Raiders, too, earlier this season, they had a lot of heartbreaking losses. They were actually leading the Rams at one point, you know, during that week one mm. game. Uh, a couple tough losses the last two weeks after that, but... Look, I think, you know, there was a lot of chaos going on in that locker room. I think they kind of got it settled down a little bit. This is definitely, look, if it, it, it's a winnable game, but I don't think that Arizona is more than a field goal better than them. I think they suck just yeah. as equally, and, I, and everybody will be jumping all over the Cardinals after they covered against the Chiefs. You know, that could have been a lot different of a game. I think the at least the Raiders lose by a field goal here. I'll say Arizona 20-17, to 17, but... You know, Oakland definitely covers in that one. Uh, and then I don't mean to piggyback on Tommy, but I love the over in that Eagles-Saints game too. Uh, great number on the Saints too. 23 straight wins at home as a as a, when, ugh, when they have a winning record yeah. for them. So I just think that they're going to put up points regardless. I think the Eagles are pretty desperate too. They need to put some points up. So look, you got two for two agreement here on the over and the Saints and the Eagles. So just bet it already, folks. Like, just put <laughs> your kids' in, college fund on the shit in. right now. Just Lock do it. it. Don't be a bitch. Just do it. Oh. Well, I'm a, I'm gonna go completely away from that. I'm gonna go with two momentum-driven picks 
Uh, for my for my spread, I'm going with the the Vikings pl- getting three. Okay. Um, okay. Getting getting three against the Bears. Um, I, I know I know. Yeah, division matchup. Those are always tighter. Always more hard fought battles. Um, and Trubisky's been lighting it up lately, but I think oh. he hasn't really you know faced a defense that's cap- as capable as this Vikings defense. Um, you know they Vikings defense has been tagged a few times this year, and they've kind of lost a little bit of their reputation. But um, when they want to, they're still, uh, you know, one of the best defenses in the league. Um, so I just think this is a game they're going to get up for. And if I'm getting three points, I'm, I'm going to take them. Uh, and then for my over-under, I'm going to ride the over in the Giants-Bucks game. <laughs> over 52. Um, I think the Giants, the Giants are, are riding that momentum off the winner last week. Uh, Tampa's defense isn't that great. I think Tampa's also in a position for a big bounce back game after getting shut down by Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like I like Fitz, you know, having a little magic, you know, before he, he flounders the rest of the year sure. um, and putting up, you know, at least three three touchdowns and a couple field goals on, on each side. So a nice maybe like maybe 31-24 or 31-28. Hey. Anything to get there, right? Hey, Anything just to just there. to piggyback on Casel's point too, Bucks five hundred yards last week against the Red. Well, it was actually five hundred one against the Redskins. That's true. Five red zone opportunities, three points. You gotta be shitting me. I, you know, hopefully they get it figured out. But again, look, they moved the ball all over Washington. It's just they couldn't put the damn thing in the end zone. So absolutely yeah. love it. Another reason. There you go. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little extra a little extra Tommy Buns a sprinkle of a pick nice. here. Nice, something I like, something I really. like. I was waiting for this. Is a <laughs> Thursday night matchup. Ooh. Dave said it might be a trap. It might be a trap, people. It might take this with a grain of salt, but sprinkle a little something on it. I think you take the Packers money line. I was Ooh. just gonna say Packers if you're gonna, gonna touch that, it. if you're gonna touch yeah. that, you gotta take it money line. Packers money line because it's going to be a close one, I think. Obviously, Seahawks at home, always a tough team. They're coming off a really hard-fought game against the Rams where they did cover. But Packers money line, if you want to win a little extra this week, start your weekend off right, put a little bit of money in the pocket for the Friday night drinking. I like it. Yo, Tommy, I like it. You know what? Look, there's a key number there where they don't – Seattle with that massive home field advantage on the short week. They're telling you right now they're not a field goal favorite at home. Yeah, no, it's true. They're, they are. They're I like it. So that's the smart play with the money line, taking the plus hey, money there. Yeah, don't touch Very nice. Tommy don't Sprinkles. Touch. I love it, folks. I love it. On the day, new. I'm going to have a new name. I'm going to have a new name coming up. Tommy, Tommy Buns, Tommy Sprinkles. Tommy oh, Sprinkles man. the Buns. <laughs> those are our, uh, yeah, those are our picks for this week. I have some exciting news, though. Right. I went I went 2-0 and last week. I went 1-1. Nice. Nice. I, I went 0-0, so... You know, there's Al that. Did not suffer a loss last week. I did Big not. News. Let's take, pop that take, bottle real quick to celebrate. Picks <laughs> to the bank. Take his picks to the bank. All right, we're going to move on now. We are going to go to our favorite segment, or one of them, Defend the Wall. Now, Al, the way this works, you're going to pick a letter A through D. All right. And I'm going to read a statement, okay? And you have to, whether you agree with the statement or not. Have to for a minute and thirty seconds defend that statement. A minute and thirty seconds. That equates out to ninety seconds. Ninety. Uh, wow. Rumors are it's ninety. That's seconds. in America. Yeah. yeah. Finland, yeah. I believe it's eighty-four. Yeah. We are, and uh, we luckily for us, we don't have to worry about that. We are in America. It is ninety seconds. I am gonna let Dave show you how it's done. Oh, we'll let wow. Dave go first. I'll go okay? first. I'll go first. All right. We'll let Dave go first. Dave, you're gonna oh, pick. Oh come on! A I was ready. D. 
Uh, give me C. C for see you later. Um, I always have to give what the letter's for. Always All have right. to give what <laughs> and I almost said something else there. <laughs> but Nothing about right. Tuesday. Yeah. All right. All right. Nice. Dave, see. See, see, see this. The Warriors will not win the Western Conference this year. Great timing for this one. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if you guys saw what happened today, there is clearly unrest within the Warriors locker room. Um, although it doesn't seem like any team is really gifted uh, from a talent level as them, they, you know, locker room problems have taken down just as talented teams before. Um, and you know, it's it's from what the quotes we're hearing today, Draymond Green talking about his free agency, the rest of the team jumping on Draymond or about Durant's free agency, uh, Dr- the rest of the team jumping on Draymond for you know overreacting, making that turnover at the end, bad just general poor decision making on the court. There's clear uh, there's clear stuff that's not going right in Warriorland right now, despite the scores you know still going in their favor, although they did take an L last night. Um, yeah. But you know, I think I think it's cl- now clear that the Warriors players and the front office are somewhat worried about Durant leaving, and that's causing a rift in the locker room. Curry's out right now. We saw how much they struggled last year without him, and how much they've struggled this year without him. You know, obviously he's going to be back sooner rather than later. But if there's any injuries that persist later on in the year, and you know, maybe the the Last year was the Rockets challenging them. Maybe it's different this year. Maybe they have to worry about the the Bucks or the the Raptors or now the Sixers out east or the Celtics. There's four legitimate teams now that could win the Eastern Conference. And if you're talking about a, a somewhat hobbled Warriors team, whether that's physically or metaphorically, maybe they can catch them in the in the right spot and get a win in the NBA Finals. But I, I don't think problems, no locker room problems, problems. There's they're not going to beat. Um, no one in the West is going to take them out. All right, all right. You kind of follow the rules there, not really, but it's okay. <laughs> Do you? No, I, I heard. So you know what? That's the equivalent of freestyling and rap, right there. Yeah, it is. You yeah. just gotta go for it. I'll tell yeah. you when this segment started. Papa I, Doc. I yeah. I ate bags and bags. Was, yeah, and we've we've had a lot of practice in this segment. <laughs> had a lot of practice. I can do it. I host now, and I ask the question. Well, luckily, I like I to talk, so you know. Uh, all right. You yes, get the pick now. Yes, that is Tito, so you can hear, folks. A, I'm gonna, I gotta go A for Al. A for love Al. It. I love, love it. He it. knows the rules too. Oh, yeah. All right, Le'Veon Bell will get a max deal from someone this off season. Sure. Look, you know my favorite part about Le'Veon Bell is that he acts as an extra blocker for for opposing quarterbacks. Right? Like you look at Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, look, I think Ben Roethlisberger is certainly helped out a lot by the weapons that he has around him. Uh, you know, I, look, this year, Connor did what he had to do, right? He, he did amazing. But for years, Lev Bell was doing a lot of work for that Steelers team. And nobody ever, ever talks about that block. And they just talk about him as a great fantasy back. Oh, he got me so many yards. Oh, he did this and that. Oh, he's so crafty behind the line of scrimmage. Dude, he does so much more than that. But I have a lot of respect for what Le'Veon Bell did because he kind of, you know, went out on a... He basically went out on the plank for his career, basically saying, I'm worth this and that. And I think true football people have the knowledge to know that, look, Lev Bell is just more than a, you know, this awesome fantasy running back. Uh, You know, he is way more valuable to a football team. And that's why you hear teams like the Jets and the Colts and teams like that, like teams that really want to get to that next level and and have a running back like Le'Veon Bell that can do so many different things. 
Well, I think Le'Veon's kind of just sitting there like, like, all right, I kind of needed a, a year off because I take so many carries. I take so many blocks from opposing linemen and linebackers and everything that I, I do deserve a year off. And props to him. I kind of think that LeBron should do this later in his career, but I don't know if he will. We shall certainly see. I like it. That was a, that was a great first. Go at it. Thanks, bro. Thank that you. Was a, that was the best first. That was the best first go we've ever had. Funk Master Flex Knight. Yeah, Funk Master Jeez. Flex Knight. I think uh, which fan just recruited someone. Dang, you're D, sir. Look, uh, I, I won't. By the way, I'm not gonna demand as much money as Le'Veon Bell. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a team guy. I like it. Uh, give me D. Give me D. Of course. Of course. All right. Pause. All right. Pause. Hold on. Time out. Major pause. <laughs> Major pause. Uh, D. Trey Young is going is the best rookie this year. Fuck Trey Young. <laughs> um, all right. I mean, after after you know a lot of speculation or you know shitting on the pick and trading Luka for him and a slow start. Trey Young really has, has been fantastic. Um, he's posted a couple, like, you know, insane Steph Curry-type games, you know, 34, 35 points and, you know, triple-double numbers, like like Jokic style. Um, you know, obviously, I think it's a product somewhat of there just being no talent on his team whatsoever. Um, he's he's definitely on the least talented roster of any of the major rookies. Um and he's just, he's kind of, you know, I think, but that also adds to it. I think it's him being able to take on that, that leadership role and that he's essentially their, their closest thing to a star. Um, that, that kind of adds the intangibles of, that goes into rookie of the year. You know, you can't all rely on numbers for it, but, um, Trey Young has been, you know, up to this with award. If the season ended today, the award would go to him. Um, you know, probably Luca as a close second. Uh, but Trey Young, the, what he's able to do, you know, that hasn't turned into many wins, but he's he's kept the Hawks more competitive than you would have anticipated them being. Um, and he's the fact that he's even in the conversation for Rookie of the Year is him doing better than I ever anticipated him doing. Um, so I think he's got as good a shot as anyone. If it ended today, it would be absolutely Trey Young. Hey, I like it. I like it. Although you hated that one, you you know you swallowed the pride and you did it. I'm so glad that you got that one because I probably would have just said nothing <laughs> for ninety seconds. I would have been like, yeah. A couple right. times I've like I've just been like, yeah, I can't even do this anymore. <laughs> I can't even put this face uh, on. All right, uh, so I guess that leaves me with B. Yeah, it leaves you with B, which All is right. also kind of a questionable one to a lot of people. Great. A lot of questionable statement. But although he missed almost half the season. Shohei Otani deserved to win AL Rookie of the Year. I mean, who the hell pitches and hits anymore, right? Like, what, <laughs> Babe Ruth? Like, <laughs> what are we talking about? Of course, Japanese Babe of course, Shohei Otani. I don't care how many games he missed. He pitched and hit at an elite level this season. You know, we don't even need to talk about the fact that I don't even. What's the name of the stadium in Anaheim? I don't even know. We'll just call it the house that Tony Danza built. But like they, you know that big wall that they got in right field. They actually they put the homer line down at the bottom this year, right? So there were a couple home like Mike Trout's notorious for going to Oppo Field. Oh, so so, so yeah, so they like it, it increased a couple of homers. So what? 
Like, Otani had to learn a whole new league, new pitching, like, new hitters on top of the new pitch, and then he had to learn also how to deal with some injuries. And, then, and again, too, man, this guy's swing is lovely. You ever take a watch at this it thing? Nice. I know a lot of West Coast baseball doesn't appeal to most people. And again, too, Nat, like, once we start talking, or once we get into, like, the summer days with work, like, I'm probably not going to be able to stay up for Angels games. Are you kidding me? But at least baseball, you can watch the highlights. But... Again, just to what this guy has done, I mean, he's got oppo field power too. Uh, I mean, you know, when he was pitching, I can't even get into the pitches that he was throwing because he was throwing so many. But just things that are dropping off a table will blow you away with the heater. I just think in today's modern game for a guy to be able to do both of those things at an elite level, and that's not even like a, you know, just blowing this out of proportion. I mean, the guy did both, and he certainly deserves to be honored for it. I like it. I like it. I uh, think he should definitely get it too. I know a lot of people were bitching about the time. I, they thought that uh, they thought uh, that uh, a couple of Dave's boys got robbed. I don't know if you're a Yankee fan. I, too, I am but. not, but he did. Like, I really think that. I mean, I was lying through my teeth for 90 seconds right there. But um, <laughs> yeah, if you don't play the whole season. What the hell, man? But I know Ian Duhar didn't. But yeah, again, he had so many great numbers this season, and he's yeah. just such a pure hitter that you gotta love it. I mean, look. Young rookies, they're going to get better with defense as they go along. I just, look, it's a hot corner for a reason down there. But the way that this kid was hitting in his rookie year, that's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, people. And I hate the Yankees. People forget going into the year, Andujar was going to be like our backup utility infielder. Like, he he wasn't in until Brandon Jury got all fucked up. Right? I forgot you guys had Brandon Jury. I completely forgot about that. And then Andujar filled in for injury and became the rookie of the year. Like, that, you know, we didn't, no one had any hope. Hopes Rand Duhar coming in. He almost didn't even make the the roster out of spring training. Wow, Tommy so Sprinkles, really, who's your team? I didn't realize all that. That's, He's that's Boston, pretty crazy Boston. across the board. Gotcha. All right. The uh, yeah, but no, they definitely will not get everyone's better with perfect. The defense definitely, definitely will not. get better with the defense. But uh, you know, we're gonna keep on the MLB real quick. Ooh. We are going to talk about the awards because it's award week, people. You've had a couple weeks break from baseball, you know. We'll bring it back up just because you guys asked. You know, my Red Sox, they won the World Series. They fucking dominated the whole year. But we won't get into that right now. But we yeah, are going to Your connection's breaking up. Your connection's breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> Can't, didn't hear anything what? in the last 30 seconds. Huh? <laughs> Are you are you being sarcastic? I can't fucking tell. Huh? Hey, it's our New York charm. That's how you. That's how you Wait, Jersey, who's your, Jersey who's your baseball team. Philly, Philly, Philly. Yeah, I'm all over the map. He's the only I, one worse I, than you. I moved around a lot, so I got all different teams. But yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't hate on Philly. I like the Phillies. It's a good team. His NBA team is still the Vancouver Grizzlies. But- that is not true. That is not true. <laughs> that is the only local team, the Brooklyn Nets. Karis Levert, so glad you're not, you know, totally done. But all right. Oh, that was ugly. That was ugly. Yeah, I forgot about ugly. that. I was we'll get, we'll get there in the NBA. Hey, I, we'll get there. They said he's going to be back this year. Yes, yes. Very excited about that. Jesus Christ, that's crazy. But back to the baseball. Indeed. <laughs> the um, AL Cy Young. So we got Verlander, Kluber, Snell. What do you guys think? My pick, Snell. Lowest DRA. One of the second lowest whip. Only 180 innings pitched to Verlander's 214. But, I mean, 21-6 and six, or 21-5 and five this year. He's one of the reasons the Rays won a lot of games. I, I think you got to give it to Snell. I'm gonna let me let me go the lead here because I got a lot of Blake Snell stuff here. All right, so I had Blake Snell on my main fantasy. I ended up winning the fantasy championship this year for my league, first time ever in fantasy baseball. But okay. I got a I, I got a really good look at Blake Snell this season. I watched him a lot, you know, especially for DFS purposes. But 
he was just straight dominant this season. Like, there were people that were looking stupid as hell. And you think about the Rays division, too, with the Yankees and uh, and the Red Sox as well. That's a lot of games or a lot of starts that he's going up against not only Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge, but also Mookie Betts, J.D. Martinez. His numbers were unbelievable. And he's a big reason why the Rays actually... They were pretty. If they weren't in the AL East, like four, four oh out of God. six divisions or something. They, shit like they that. win like four out of six divisions. Yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, too. The Rays. They got Tommy Pham. I. He's staying, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. He's staying. Yeah. If they make a play for one of these free agents, they really might not be a bad. Like sleeper pick, but do they have the money? Like these motherfuckers draw like seven thousand people a game. They're supposed to be getting a new stadium at some yeah, point, and they're getting a new stadium. They're building a baseball stadium that seats thirty thousand fucking people. You know what the problem is for for the Fenway Rays? Nineteen twelve. I, I know that we got real off track on the Cy Young here, but the problem is that the Rays are in Saint Petersburg, which is like. America's greatest retirement community. Yeah. And they're just like they're forty five minutes from Tampa. That's the problem. They're just in a really Yeah, they're in a really bad spot out there. So that that's a huge reason why they don't draw a lot of people. But um Well but the new stadium's gonna be in Tampa. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. I have no idea what's we'll going see. on with that thing anymore. But anyway, yeah, I totally agree with you with Snell. I really think that he is the uh the clear cut favorite for Cy Young. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I think you know, you guys touched upon it all. And I, but what he was able to break, carry, help carry the Rays to this year is just, you know, no, they people thought they were going to be like a seventy win team, and then yeah, you know, they ended up eighty nine, yeah, eighty eight, eighty nine, yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, in that division yeah. too, like you said, Al. I mean, that's it's the toughest yeah. division in baseball, honestly. Yeah. I mean, Two side, teams over 100 wins. I, and the third third place is at 90 wins. Yeah, yeah. it's just, it's, you know, it's, and especially, too, with the hitters, Judge, Stanton, J.D., uh, Mookie. You know, when I was doing DFS, we made a lot of these lefty-righty, righty-lefty matchups, you know, with the platoon advantage and everything. It's just, it's even more impressive when you break it down into a fine powder. <laughs> uh, Dave, you know. we'll let you take the lead with the NL Cy Young. So we got uh, Nola. Scherzer and DeGrom. Scherzer, perennial Cy Young finalist, multi-time winner. Obviously, he stands a chance. He had another great season. Aaron Nola, again, great season. Really good breakout season for him. My man. And then DeGrom with the stats, but, you know, not the wins. What do you think? I mean, I think this is, like, even more clear-cut than the American League. It's it's Jacob DeGrom to me, and it's not close. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think I, this is, like... This is the season that proves to you, like, just how unimportant wins are. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, there's, like, certain situations in a game you're, like, pitching. You know, you, you pitch differently based on if having a lead or not. But, like, this guy just mowed down everyone put in front of him every inning he was on the mound. Um, and it, it was it was a pitching performance. Like, we're not, I don't remember seeing that much dominance in, like, since, like, Pedro in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. Like... Or you're just like, the guy's just, anyone who steps up is going down. Like, he's not get, giving up any runs. Um, it was some crazy stat about, like, he, he would have had to give, or he would have been, if the Mets scored four runs in every one of his starts, he would have been 35-0. and 0. Yeah. He uh, literally never gave up more than four runs. Yeah, he never like gave what? up, he never gave up four runs. He only <laughs> never gave up more than three. If they That's scored, if they scored two <laughs> runs, he would have been, like, 20-6. and six. Yeah, dude, he was like, he was like, uh... Playoff David Price never getting any run support. Never, 
Never getting any run support. Yeah, Averaging no like one point nine runs. No one's crying any tears for oh, David right. Price. <laughs> As the biggest Mets hater on the face of the earth, like it's clear cut that it's the Grom, you know. And you hate to, I hate to give anybody on that team any praise, but. <laughs> be quite honest with you. I mean, look, yeah, Degrom was just so nasty. Again, looking at it from a DFS level, he was just always there with the strikeouts, holding people down. Um, it, it does suck. Like it became comical. Like the Mets were just coming up with new ways on a nightly basis on how to blow wins for this guy. Uh, but the numbers that 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 are out there, like I'm sure we can find them somewhere online here, real quick. But they were ridiculous. It was like thirty, like. 30 and 5 and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah, j- just a clear-cut thing. And I got I to gotta give my boy Nola some praise, but the his downfall for sure this season was September. Just the end of the season, he – you know, look, I, this is a guy that went as – you know, basically went as far as he could. Um, you know, never really pitched that level before, but I'm real excited about what he's bringing to the table. He's he Him himself is probably going to bring Harper and Machado to Philly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. he's a so, good reason. So here, I found I found the stat. If the I Met, was just looking for it. <laughs> if, the, if the Mets had scored four runs in each of Jacob Degrom starts, he would have been thirty and zero. Yes. If they had scored three, he'd be twenty five and one. Yes. And if he had scored two, I was right. He would be twenty and six. Check more. He would have twenty wins with two runs of run support. That tweet alone wins him the Cy Young. Yeah, right there. They, <laughs> that should just they should yeah. print this on the fucking trophy. <laughs> And then just a piece of scotch tape and just bam, right on the trophy. Yeah, he was a monster this year. Absolutely, absolute monster. Um, Sticking with the NL, obviously the MVP race. Some people think it's close. Some people think someone ran away with it. You got Yelich, you got Javi Baez, and you got Nolan Arenado. Three teams that made the playoffs. Oh no! Cubs did not make the playoffs. Cubs lost in the wild. That's right. Yeah. That so back. well, that counts as making the playoffs. Yeah, nah. kind of. We'll talk about that later. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's going to count as making the playoffs, and you fucking bum ass Red Sox making the wild card next year. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I can't hear you over my 108 wins. Wow. Yeah. I wouldn't. Anyways, connection any- again. <laughs> anyways, yeah. NL. Who do you guys think? Uh, I think uh, you know all those guys really were carrying their teams, especially down the stretch. Um, but I think you got to give it to Yelich overall. Um, I know he's, ba- he's battling for the Triple Crown up until the last day. Um, and any time, like, I mean, so was Baez, too. Yeah. So you got to, like, any time you're talking about a Triple Crown, automatically you think, like, oh, he's a unanimous MVP. The guy almost won the Triple Crown. But, like, when you have multiple guys in contention for it, literally in the 163rd game of the year, <laughs> um, it's pretty crazy, but the Brewers, what they what they did in the second half was just insane, and you know, carrying it to seven games with the Dodgers. Um, Yelich really led that charge every step of the way. Um, down the stretch was a guy, he was a guy batting like over four hundred. He was going the last like two weeks going like three for five, five for yeah. five, four for six. Yeah, he was. Like, yeah, he was getting. He had he had like over. I think he had five, three or more hit games in September. Yeah, um, it was so, insane. Yeah, it was it was absolutely insane. Um, so I, I would I would lean Yelich on that one. It's hysterical. Like I, I was looking at something on Twitter the other day, and they had the odds for the NL MVP, and Yelich was minus twelve fifty. And I think Aaron Hyde was plus 650, and that was the closest one. So I was like, all right, I guess I know who's going to win the uh, NL MVP. But, yeah, I mean, look, the tear that he was on was was just historic, you know? Like, there's no other way to look at it. I mean, good for him. I, and it's so funny, too, just just looking at that, that Miami team that got dismantled and all the talent where it is around the league. 
and Yelich is the one that yeah, of, they, all the, uh, of all the guys that came out with with the best outcome. So yeah, it was pretty interesting. The Marlins will have traded away the last two NL MVPs. Wow. Yeah. I mean, imagine if those like what would the Marlins be if they had kept oh, all three of those guys? Thirty for thirty documentary coming up, folks. Yeah, and like, yeah. <laughs> but like you know, would they we have won? Do you think they would have yeah. won eighty games this year with those three guys in their lineup having those seasons? I yeah, uh, probably. So, they probably yeah. would have been in the I mean, because Stan, Stan quietly finished with a pretty solid season. Yeah. He yeah, had, what, you know, over 100 RBIs, 280, and I think he hit 38 or 39 home runs. Yeah, he ended up with quite a few. He was like third or fourth in home runs. That's right. Yeah, so, I mean. It's, yeah, they could have they definitely been something, but, you know, it's not what Jeter wanted. Fire sale, baby. Yeah. Oh. Marlins released a new uniforms today. Yeah, Jeets. What Jeter wants, Jeter gets. Yeah. Especially when it involves giving his former team of 15 plus years the best player in the NL. But it doesn't matter. That's just hearsay. The last one we'll talk about is the AL MVP. You know, obviously, I think this is a runaway, but we got Mookie Betts. We got, um, wow, I can't even. Oh, Mike Trout and. Um, Help me out here. Last one. I'm drawing a big old blank it's right now. It's not J.D. Martinez, which is an absolute disgrace yeah, uh, to the game of baseball. Because he should be the MVP. Uh, the, oh, isn't it Ho- Jose Ramirez from Cleveland, Jose right? Jose Ramirez, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Who, who had a, one of his best his best season of his career, honestly. I mean, yeah. some years he could probably win. Some years, uh, tr- I mean, most years Trout wins. But I think this is Mookie all day. Mookie yeah, and, espe- and especially with uh, Boston winning the World Series. I mean, look, like we know that we're not supposed to count the postseason. But we do. I, I talk about we like I have a fucking vote in this yeah. damn thing. <laughs> but, no, I mean, you know, what, what they're thinking. But um, it, it's a travesty for JD for not even to be on there. Now, Mookie gets the MVP because of defense and stealing bases and all kinds of stuff like that. But JD Martinez is just an unbelievable hitter. I mean, I've I've watched him pretty closely over the last three seasons, and he like there's just not a ball that the guy can't hit. May, maybe and, and him being in Fenway is a joke. Like you know that that shouldn't even be legal. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, but maybe that's like a, a kind of a tactic because the writers knew that. Or whoever's making these nominations knew that Mookie and Mookie probably deserved the MVP, and Mookie and JD would have stolen votes from each other, and thus yeah, and someone else might have yeah. someone else or Mike Trout yeah, yeah would have won it, and in reality, it's it's Mookie and you know it's funny, it. it's like oh JD's like my bad, I'm bigger, bro, like yeah. my bad, like that's not even his I fault. Mean, that, yeah. They can they can point to the defense, the lack of defense, you know, yeah. right, which doesn't which doesn't Dave, play. How do you feel that? He played 58 games in the outfield, and he beat your bum-ass outfielders for Silver Slugger. <laughs> yeah, I feel great about it. I feel fantastic. He, they, he already got one for DH, but they were like, oh, yeah, Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton. Not well, if Judge didn't guys. miss two months, he would have got it. Yeah, probably, especially with how he turned things That's around. Funny. But even Stanton. Yeah. Stanton had what we just gave out his stats. He batted 280, over 100 RBIs, over 35 home runs, and they didn't even give it to him. They were like, no, nah, fuck this guy. Yeah. JD, you can have two. It's, it's <laughs> JD, unreal. JD, start something new. You can have two different silver sluggers. Yeah. He deserves it, though. He's the man. JD's he does. the man. He, he, had, he had a career season, and I was happy that it was for my team. But, you know, those are our predictions, folks. Probably going to come true. They were pretty clear-cut easy ones this year. Now- if they don't go that way – there's something wrong now we told you to put the kids college fund on the football games what you're going to want to do is take the mortgage on this one yeah and 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 bet that on those right there 
Right there. Yeah. Parlay. Yeah, put up some money oh, yeah. to win some money. Yeah, but... I like the parlay aspect of that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Parlay all nice. get a nice, nice. nice chunk of change. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll get like plus 100 odds out yeah. of it, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. But hey, I'll double up. We are going to move on to our newer segment. Second week we're going to be doing it. This is our knee-jerk reactions, man. Uh-oh. That's the best game we could come up with it so far. We just love jerking it. Um, wow. <laughs> I liked it until that point. Absolutely. The, uh, the way this one oh works, God. I think this is how we decided. I'm going to say a player's name, and you'll each give me the first word that comes to your mind about that player. Fair enough. Enough. Just a little quick, fun thing we're trying out. All right. Aaron Donald. Monster. Massive. Massive, the massive monster. I thought I was getting a different guy. That's why. I, huh? <laughs> no, oh no! <laughs> you guys both get the same one. All right. We should do it that way, but this is how. Maybe we'll do that next. Fair enough. It's, it's, a, anyway. it's a workshop. <laughs> We're gonna workshop it. It's beta mode. Beta mode. <laughs> yeah. Draymond Green. Annoying. Annoyance. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch Trubisky. Overvalued. Surprising. I like that one. Christian Yelich. MVP. Stud. Anthony Davis. Future Celtic. <laughs> MVP. Oh, I like that one. I was on the Anthony Davis MVP train in March of last year. I needed five uh, words. Laker, on Lakers are 1A on that list, just for my oh, official record. He ain't going anywhere. He ain't going Chris, nowhere. Chris Sale. A little bit more baseball in there. Randy Johnson, the unit. Punk. Punk. You don't like Sale? Come nah, because he threw behind Machado. And then Machado oh, homered off him. He's a former Philly. I got to back him up. To walk around the bases is so great. Machado. Yeah. I want man. someone to do that. Like I wish he literally just took an actual walk. Like He just walked at a normal place like... And just took like sixty seconds to get around the bases. All just right, like right, I'm, right. I'm walking. All right, all right, all right, come on. I mean, he, quit he talking about my future shortstop like that. <laughs> he walked. He walked to first base on a fly ball that he thought he pimped in the World Series. I yeah, could definitely that did see him suck. walking a home run. He actually hits. Yeah, I could definitely see. I'll that. just say that no other Philly shortstop could hit the ball out there anyway, so I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> Last one, guys. Zion Williamson. Jesus. Damn. God. I, I didn't want to go with God yeah. since you said Jesus, but I don't know. No, dude, hey, it's Zeus. How, how else how else could I how else could I say Zeus? It? That guy yeah, that guy is eighteen years old, nineteen years old, and he is fucking yeah, one of the most he's, dominant college. He's hold, holding up the fucking I am twelve sheet yeah, with the fucking crayon. He's really like thirty two. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. So that was that our little knee jerk reaction segment. You know, just um, we'll maybe come up with a better name for it, so I don't say what yeah, I did. Tweet us a better name. Yeah, we need a better name. Help us out. Tweet at us what we should name it. Any tweaks we should make. Any segment ideas. We're always looking for something new. But we move on again this time to the NBA. Big news in the NBA this week. Obviously, the Sixers trade for Jimmy Butler. The Minnesota saga is over. They heard tons of trade offers from teams like the Rockets, the Heat. They decided to go with the Sixers. What's your guys' initial first take on this? I mean, I think it, you know, obviously it makes Philly a real contender now. Um, I think it was clear to everyone and and now the Sixers that they were not going to get it done with that 
crew. Like that crew wasn't going to progress into a team that could win a championship. Um, so I think they made a good move by by getting Jimmy. As long as he can deal with MB's antics and that doesn't cause a riff. Um, you know, we don't know the exact you know what was really said behind closed doors in Minnesota. You know, we have inklings and what we've heard bits and pieces, but. You know, you hope that Embiid and uh, can be different than Towns in that in that sense, and they can they can coexist. But if they can make it work and they can sign Jimmy long term, they're going to be a problem for the next four or five years. Great, yeah. You know, it's funny. Like, you know, as a Nets fan, I was you know in the off season when Butler said he wanted to get traded, and there were three teams that he wanted to go to: Knicks, Clippers, Nets. I was so excited. I was like, yes, you know. And then I heard the asking price was Karis Levert, and I was like, whoa, 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 chill out, bro. Like, yeah. what are you, what are you trying to do here? But, um, but no, like, it's crazy because Butler clearly is a good player, but it seems like the the common theme with teams not doing well and him on them is just like relationships, you know, like trying to get along with people. And you know what? Like maybe he needs to be in a system with two other alpha males like Simmons and Embiid. Maybe he's the piece that keeps the two of them together. I don't. I heard that there's a rift there with them too, but I don't, I don't really believe it. Um, I don't know. I just like the three of them together are pretty good. But it, you know, you lose Covington, you lose Sarge. That's a couple points, rebounds, steals, blocks, a lot of different things that I don't think a lot of people will account for. But you know, once you get to playoff time, those three are going to be, you know, the main attraction anyway. J.J. Redick is still putting up some good points for the Sixers as well. So I think they're going to be in a nice spot. And I think that Philly was probably one of two right places that Butler possibly could have landed. Yeah, I agree. And I think that Butler's defense is what's not being talked about, like how much he's going to help them on yeah. the end of the floor. I mean, he's still one of the top five two-way wing players in the league. Um, obviously, there's more plenty of people more talented than him on the offensive end but in terms of two-way wing players you got him uh clay Kawhi, and pg and there's there's not old depot i mean those are really the five main guys that are really elite on both ends of the floor um so i I think that part of his value is not being is being understated and how much he's going to help simmons on that end of the floor yeah, I agree. I think that he's going to be huge for them. I think it definitely adds a lot more competition in the East. You know, the Sixers, like you said, needed to do something. They weren't going to be able to make it out of the East without doing that. Now they have a real shot at it, especially, like you said, by when playoff time comes. That's going to be the big attraction. That's the big three there. That's going to be something to watch, Simmons, him, and uh, Embiid. I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to make the East a lot more interesting, a lot more fun. Um, you know, another team in the East – that I love the Celtics, obviously sliding, just can't seem to do anything. Had an awful West Coast trip, lost. I don't think they won a game on the trip. Oh, they beat the, the Suns. Yeah, and they had to they, like you know fight fight their way out of that one. Just to yeah, they were a twenty two point comeback to beat the Suns, who have what two wins on the season. They're like it just at. I, I went. Know. I went to Not bed great. thinking the Celtics lost that game, and then I was like, "What? <laughs> what? What? Yeah, they, hey, they were a good second half cover. Okay. The Celtics how, how about really the Suns? Like, I was thinking about this. I can tell game. you had uh, knowledge of this. <laughs> yeah, how about the Suns just like not getting any better? Like, uh, yeah, they have like a bunch of talent. Uh, like Josh Jackson, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I love Jackson. He came on great at the end of last year. He was dropping like a couple thirty-point games. Like he was, he was playing really well the last twenty games of the year. I loved him coming out of Kansas. And Booker's obviously what he is, great. And Aiton has been great so far. Like, I just don't get it. it doesn't like translate to wins. It's it's probably their lack of point guard play. They have yeah. no point guard. Oh, but. 
Like, I mean, look at the uh, look at the Kings now. The Kings went from uh, where the Suns are to they're winning start. games. And look at look at that. They have they rounded out their starting five. There, I hate I it because Fox. we have the draft Fox, pick this Fox year. Fox is yes. my favorite. Big Fox, my favorite big Fox of, fan. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I was praying he was falling to the Knicks. Sacramento beat the Spurs last night or the night before. Yep. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So yeah, so you got that. Um, but yeah, I you mentioned it with the the point guard play with Phoenix. That's definitely uh, hurting. And then last year with Josh Jackson, when he was going nuts, Booker was out, so he was able to be the main guy. So yeah. you wonder, you know, I don't, you know, can he get along with Booker? I mean, maybe you got to maybe you got to move Booker. I mean, maybe that's I'm sure that's part of the package they're trying to build a point guard around. Josh Jackson to Brooklyn, you know. Ooh, yeah. I mean, I you know, in, let the boy, you know, spread those wings a little bit, you know? Um, I think he's got it all. But maybe, maybe the the Suns, I mean, we talked about it last week, but the Suns, maybe they're a team that, that makes an offer for Terry Rozier. Oh. See, I yeah, don't know. someone should. Well, someone here, should. the Celtics really should not let go of Rozier because if Kyrie walks, then they're screwed. So yeah. they got to keep Rozier. No, no and I think what. that's why we haven't seen him being, being dealt yet. Because it's yeah, you're right. we talked about that. I think Rogier's a two beast. Weeks last week, yeah, I love Rogier. I like I love Rogier a lot too. I think it, I think it's going to create problems down the line. Sure. What's well, crazy? I think Rozier's ultimately a better yeah. fit for that system. Hell yeah, dude, yeah, by far. But you, yeah, you guys say that because of how they played in the playoffs last year. But I mean, before Kyrie got hurt, they were ticking with Kyrie. That's they true. Were, That's true. They were running away with first place before Kyrie got hurt. That's and true. you know what? Kyrie gets injured, and he'll cost you less if you go with Rogier. And I, I just, so I, I think Rogier is Kyrie's equal, or will be, very soon. So then maybe it's Hayward. Yeah, I've, I've said that too. If they wait till the trade deadline to trade him and it's a last-second move like that, I think it'll be okay. But if not, I just worry about it giving a real bad taste to free agents coming here. Like you got this guy to sign a four-year deal here. He misses a year with a horrific injury from the first game he played for you. That's and then you true. deal him halfway through the first season he plays for you. I just think that's a real tough look for free agents signing here. Like they don't look at – the guys are big on loyalty. Look at what Blake Griffin ha- happened to Blake Griffin. The only way I think you make that happen is, and this this could be something that might interest the other team. Are you interested? A sign and trade with the Golden State Warriors for Kevin Durant in the offseason. Ooh, okay, yeah, I do that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Durant. Yeah, Kevin Durant is throwing around more it, than anyone. Like, Kevin Durant clearly considered Boston before. He oh signed yeah, with Golden I, State. I thought he was signing here. Honestly, I knew I wasn't yeah. even being biased. I thought for sure he was signing here on that yeah. July fourth. So when he signed, <laughs> I mean, I don't. I'm not saying I'm not in any way predicting this, but I'm just saying this is this is something that could potentially play out as a possibility. It's physically possible, yeah. you know. And I think this too. You, but Golden State, they're over the cap, well over the into the luxury tax. They cannot. If they lose Durant, they can't do anything else. They can't sign anybody else to replace him. The only way they can get somebody is through a sign and trade. And if they know he's walking or if they get any inkling, you believe better believe it, Bob Myers is going to be on the phone with the likes of Danny Ainge and uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Pelicans guy. But, you know, Durant's got to agree to go there before they can sign and trade him. You know, right. a lot of people don't remember Cleveland actually signed and traded LeBron to Miami in 2010. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. That's so right. So once that once you know you're gonna Woo! lose a guy, like you you it becomes different. If you're gonna lose Kevin Durant and get nothing, or lose Kevin Durant and get Gordon Hayward, like Gordon Hayward potentially keeps them as the best team in the West. You know, obviously there's so yeah. much movement. We don't know what's gonna happen next off season, but if they re-sign Clay, 
And if they, they re-sign Clay, they, and Draymond's a, Draymond's not a free agent until next year. So if they re-sign right. Clay and they switch out Clay with, or I mean Durant with Hayward, they're still you got, a contender. A, you got another yeah. shooter. You got arguably the most talented roster in the league. You know, and Hayward clearly isn't what he was, but it's also the first 15, 20 games back after not yeah, playing for a year. Yeah, that's the thing. He, uh, especially after an injury like that, he's still working out some nerves. I feel exactly. like out there. Yeah, I can't believe he's driving the lane like he is. Yeah. Yeah, that would, shit would give you fucking PTSD forever. Clay to the Lakers next season. Heard it here first. I could see it, but I could also see Clay being a warrior for his entire career. Yeah, I mean, it's I just could like, see him and Curry playing together forever. He just seems so genuine when he talks about it. He's just like, <laughs> I, I'm not even like, I don't even, I don't even care. I'm like, I'm gonna be here. Like, I'm like, I'm, if I got to take a pay cut, whatever. Like, I, I, why would I leave? I, I don't think I've ever him. heard this. He said it. He oh, said I've it. Heard this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but he said it perfectly. Like, I am not subscribing like, people, to the same newsletter. People I guess. go to free agency every chance they get to try and find a situation like I have. Why would I leave? All like, right. Well, I mean, look, I applaud him then. I heard, I heard he's going to the Lakers, but you know, <laughs> I mean, who, I've who, heard all, you know, four players we've heard you know, go to the Lakers funny. don't want to play with LeBron. Jimmy I've heard want to play with LeBron. Kawhi don't want to play with LeBron. Um, who who was the other fucking guy? Uh, Paul George didn't want to play with LeBron. Yeah, it's all all these guys. Like you know, if they've established themselves, they want to be they want to be the man in a big market. They want to get that off the court money. They don't Which need to be in LeBron's shadow. That- Paul George signed with the Thunder and stayed with yeah. Russell. I, I, I mean, that, uh, we found out that was part. That was partially it. I mean, he's a fucking idiot because Russell yeah. Westbrook is never going to win a fucking NBA championship right. in his life. He missed his one chance. He missed his one chance. The to do ninth it. guy on the bench. He did. Um, he did. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. It's just ah, Paul George Russ. just signed up for you know second and second round eliminations for the next four years. Yeah. No, he did. He definitely did. Yeah, but. That was uh that was talking NBA guys. That was that was really great. <laughs> yeah. We uh a- any anything else you guys want to talk about before we do uh this week in sports history? I just you know I like Karis LeVert's injury last night absolutely sucked and I hope he gets better. And I look I know that he's not going to be out for the rest of the season, but you know what? I'm glad that at least it's not that bad, but still a scary yeah. ass injury. He had two injuries it already. Bad. Yeah, okay, and I was like, I was like, oh shit, Kevin Ware, like all over him. Uh, yeah, you look uh, at that, and it's like they they made they didn't make the same mistake they made with Hayward last year, where they kept the camera on him for like five seconds before right. they realized what they were showing, and immediately pulled the camera off of him when it showed his leg last night. Yeah, like dude, when Hayward got hurt, it literally they were looking at him like <laughs> like from a side profile. Oh. They're like a side profile. And yeah. He Ankles just dangling, and they're like, oh, "Oh shit, we shouldn't be showing this." Oh, my God. <laughs> oh same thing with oh, the Kevin boy. Ware. They look, and all of a sudden, they like zoom Man. in on it. His shins just sticking out, and they're like, "Oh, uh, oh." But last night, they did a good job of not showing it. But you saw enough to see that it wasn't good. Yeah, not good. Confirmed, not good. <laughs> confirmed, not good. But what confirmed <laughs> is good are the questions this week. There's I... only a few. But they're good ones. There's actually only three questions this week. It was a real, real drive. As opposed week. to last week, were they not good ones? The last week was that. All right. Depends on the no, it's just the, the way the way you said history, it was, you know. It's this tough. week, they're good. This week, they're All right, good. so this is like real rapid fire, Al. Like, sometimes we legit get the answers out before the question is done being asked. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, this is competition based between you and Dave. Look, man, okay. I, I defended the wall. I can do the. Uh, That's true. That's I can true. do this. All right. In 1973, this Oakland A won a unanimous. Reggie Jackson. Oh, yep. Wow. <laughs> oh, like that quick. All right. Yeah, All right. Yeah, like, All right. In 
57. This basketball player set an NBA record. Will Chamberlain. Bounds. George Mikan. Nope. Bill Russell. Yep. Oh, I didn't know you get multiple cracks at it. Yeah, you oh, just go. All right, all right. I might have to find uh, another question after this one. This is like uh, okay. In 1988, this player became the first unanimous AL MVP since Reggie Jackson. Jose Canseco. Yep. Damn. I'm back. Nice. I'm back. I'm nice. back. That was a good one. Okay, you know what? Let's let me uh, let me uh, see if we can find some more from. <laughs> we'll we'll just go ahead. Fuck it. We'll ruin next week. We'll that's next week, guys. Problem to worry about. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll find questions. You know what? Fuck it. We're going to December. We're <laughs> <laughs> ruining. This is this is post Thanksgiving. Tom's price. I don't give a shit. All right, I'm I'm, I'm looking real quick. Looking real quick. Looking real quick. Oh my god. Dudul.com. <laughs> gotta um, gotta plug the sponsor. Oh oh, this is a good oh. one. Sixty-seven. Oh, this right, NBA why? player set a league record for most missed free throws with twenty-two. Will Chamberlain. Yep. Wow. I was thinking about doing it. I'm like, nah. Will don't miss free throws. He, he was te- notoriously terrible at free throws. Really? I think he shot underhand, too. I got to get my hardwood history up. Oh. oh um, what do we got? Maybe not. What do we got? Oh, I got one. I got one. Okay, in 1990, this New York Knicks scored 50 points in a game. Patrick Ewing. Yep. Sorry, that was kind of a giveaway to me. Uh, I, I, I like hesitated because I, I thought it was a trick question. Yeah, me too. Me too. I almost I just, just saw, said. I just saw something super recognizable, and I was like, "Oh, they'll be able to get this." Because some of them are tough. Some of them they don't get. It's like fucking idiots. Well, tough, Anyways, you know. uh, no, I'm kidding. Okay, in Yarmir Yager. Yarmir Yager. <laughs> um, Any hockey question? Oh, in. 2016, this former NFL player was shot and killed in a road Steve. rage incident. Oh, Joe McKnight. Yeah. Oh, that was dark. Damn, I don't oh, know yo, R.I.P. R.I.P. Dude, yo. I didn't even think we were going there. I thought this was going to be stats and shit. Yeah. You went oh, with no, this deaths, is, this fatalities. Is, this is anything, anything in sports history that happened. I can handle it. All right. All right. Um, I need, like, the five-point bonus question. Yeah, this could bury you or you could win. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. In 1985, these two NFL quarterbacks faced off for the first time. Jim McMahon and Joe Montana? Nope, but they were two. Dan legends. Marino and John Elway. Yep. Bang! Are you kidding me? I even went Class to the same conference, and so did you. Oh, in 1985, these two NFL coaches fought on the sideline. Buddy Ryan and oh, Ray Rhodes. Buddy Ryan nope. and Mike Ditka. Yep. Why did I think Ray Rhodes? What is wrong with me? Trivia ain't going. They were they were uh, coordinator and coach. Trivia ain't right? going so well right now. <laughs> All right, let's get one more in. Yeah, uh, one more. I'm looking stop, for one man. good one to end it. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're all like very. Some of these, a lot of these are very specific games. <laughs> They're like when number sixteen Missouri beat number three Indiana. I'm like, okay, let's fucking cool yeah. it off. <laughs> on onthisday.com. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I go to onthisday.com to find my trivia. I just ruined it because now Dave's gonna go cheat every week. <laughs> oh, that's good. Sully definitely won't listen this far, so we can just fucking talk about it now. Yeah. You should definitely just go cheat, and you should just blank Sully. Let's every see. Time. Let's see how long it takes him to to realize that it's like, happening. 
Or I could just like, if we really want to cheat, I could <laughs> send you the questions. On the I won't go that far. I won't go that far. <laughs> yeah, true. But you can look at the website. I mean, it'd be so funny to just blank him for like three weeks in a row. He'd go crazy. <laughs> He'd go crazy. Oh, okay. Okay. I, 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 um, no, dude, these are all shit. Oh, okay. Here's one. In 1990, this National League batting champ signed as a free agent with the San Francisco Giants. Barry Bonds. Nope. Daryl Strawberry. Was, he was oh, a no, batting da- champ. Oh, I'm thinking Dodgers. Uh, I didn't even. 1990. 1990. I should have known that. San Francisco. Batting champ. Kevin Mitchell. Nope. Jeff Kent. Nope. Was he Will Clark? Nope. Jeez. Benito Santiago. <laughs> no. His um his we, his initials Charlie. are flipped. Like one goes this way and one goes that way. <laughs> so, so WM? Maybe. I take that as Matt Williams. No. W-M. Did I say that? Oh, it's WM. Wait, Willie Mays? No. Willie, Willie McGee. Oh. oh, my God. I didn't know if you guys I was like 1990. You named every Giants player but Willie McGee. Yeah, you guys really did. That was uh, that was kind of a shit last question, and I apologize for that. Oh, I That's have fine. actually a good we one, too. Just in 1956, <laughs> this player, in his first collegiate basketball game, scored 52 points. Uh, Will Chamberlain. Yeah. God yeah. damn <laughs> Yo, what? <laughs> Yo. Yeah. Will made a lot of history. Yeah, oh, yeah. Any any crazy number in that in that uh time frame, like it's just Bill like, Russell or Will Chamberlain. Yeah, just hand it to one of them. I legit yeah. didn't want to say Will Chamberlain three times. That's why I didn't say it. Yeah, well, you never know to doubt the big man, the big dub. <laughs> anyway, as always. Dave, we need those handles. We need to remind them where to find us. Uh, Facebook, you guys at Bleacher Fan Sports. Twitter at Bleacher underscore fan. And on Instagram at Bleacher Fan. That's right, fellas. Follow us. Ladies, follow us. Everyone follow Definitely us. Definitely ladies. Follow Hello. us. Al, thank you. Yeah. Great to have you, man. Have you back again soon. Yeah, let me plug myself here real quick. The, uh, the place on Twitter to find all the great stuff. You want to go to Adam Schefter. That's where you go to, but you can follow me too at 14a.walsh. It's, you know, dot dot spelled out. 14a.walsh. I'm over there. I'm, I'm about to follow you right now. Yes! That's right. He's got one. Dude, 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 one. By the way, listen, I'm almost at uh, 2,000 followers here, so, yeah, you know, you want to be that 2,000 follower because I'm going to give away a $50 American Express gift card to the 2,000 follower. And a night with him. That's probably a lie. I'm probably going to keep the- that card for myself. <laughs> I ain't get, I, I'm just kidding. Just be the yeah. 2,000 follower. It would be a lot cooler, you know? I'll just keep that for myself. I'll go out for some drinks and fun. You know, it'll be cool. Yeah, well. I ain't trying to give anybody American great. Express. Especially <laughs> $50. <laughs> what? No. Hell no. We, we, we said a 30-second plug. You went on for a minute and a half. <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah, yep. You know. We do not. Fuck with that. I'm just kidding. It was seriously, man. Great to have you, Jones. Good as always. Nice to have you, folks. Next week.